Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. I'm Tony. And uh, today we're kind of stepping back from our book, uh, What About Evil? by Scott Christensen. And we're taking a, uh, a, a listener, a viewer, uh, a, a person that watches podcasts or what, what, whatever we call ourselves at, at that point in time, uh, one of their questions. <laughs> and so uh, uh, our friend here says, uh, okay, I'm just getting caught up with your podcast. I've been trying to watch every episode from the beginning. Appreciate that. Wow. Ever since I heard your Bob Murphy interview on his show, then you can listen to the same one on our show. So that's really cool. <laughs> and that's really where I first became aware of you and just listened to episode 59. And you mentioned how Nancy Piercy says, how many churches don't answer hard apologetic questions? So his question is this. So where is a good place to address apologetics in the church? The current setup seems to be, well, if you feel like going deeper, there's a lot of apologists you can study. But what about those people who don't think that they need to go deeper or those not thinking about it at all? Where do I, as a pastor, deal with that, especially when I myself don't feel particularly equipped to deal with apologetic questions? Because there's hundreds of things we need to address in the church, sound doctrine, exegesis, sanctification, morality, and can feel a little overwhelmed to hear, well, and also you need to do this. So um, coming from a pastor's perspective, but also uh, this is something that uh, could be encouraging for you, if you're wanting to start a, a apologetics ministry in your church, or uh, you um, encourage the discussion in small groups, or uh, with your children, or wherever it might be, so uh, we wanted to kind of muddle through this and see if we could prevent uh, or provide some some of our ideas and, and see if uh, if we can help out with, with some of this. Yeah. So let's start with you know um, you know how do we. Uh, Integrate it, or how do we make it part of? Uh, we, we want to start there. Yeah. So the the first thing that comes to mind is there's a couple of approaches that one can take. First, you can kind of uh, carve it out and make a special deal out of it. Right. This is our apologetic course or whatever, uh, and so go through a number of things. And if you if you deal, uh, you know, if you decide to do something like that, then you know you. Um, can uh, there's two ways to, to do something like that. You can either find the various passages in the scripture that allows you to walk through Paul, you know, Peter giving the, the uh, commands and that sort of thing. Um, so I would, uh, scriptures that come to mind, John chapter four, Jesus and the woman at the well, what a tremendous um, teaching we get there on how to, you know, deal with someone who has a different, somewhat different worldview, right? And how to bring them along and that sort of thing. A tremendous teaching on apologetics. Mm-hmm. I right can there, worship right? over here. You, yeah, yeah, you say worship over here. <laughs> yeah, what do we do? Right? Yeah, uh, you know, I, Acts chapter seventeen again. Paul on Mars Hill. You know what a that's a tremendous opportunity to teach people about worldviews and how those in approaches and what mm. Paul did and that sort of thing. So we can. Um, you know, make it a separate deal, right? And 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 uh, and teach it that way. The second way to do that would be to grab a book. He mentioned uh, Nancy Piercy's mm-hmm. book, right? Or um, uh, Greg Kokel's book. Yeah, uh, tactics. Yeah, tactics. Yeah. So in any of the books like that, you can, if you want to make it a special deal, and then deal with that in Sunday school or you know maybe uh, a Wednesday night class or or whatever. Uh, what uh, so what we've been doing in our church is I've been going around the various um, 
we call them life groups, but they're mm-hmm. Sunday school, adult Sunday school classes, and teaching through Greg Kokel's book and, and portions of Nancy Piercy's book. And I call that, you know, the apologetic session. I do that for uh, several weeks, and, and uh, now everybody's being exposed to those ideas and methods and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a, making it a special deal. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll shoot it to your, your elders and lay elders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's the easiest way. Yeah. Delegate. That's yeah. all about delegation. The, the other way <laughs> is just incorporate it and make it a part of uh, you know your preaching and everything else that you're doing. So you're preaching through a passage. It deals with something like this, and now you spend some time talking about you know worldview issues or. Uh, you know, how to uh, talk to people. So you're preaching through, obviously, I just mentioned Acts chapter uh, 17, but there are others, you know, um, um, Job. If you want a good exposition on the problem of evil, take a look at Habakkuk, right? Preach through Mm -hmm. that. That will give you a tremendous uh, view on the problem of evil, right? right. <laughs> and yeah. how, how he attempts to work through those yeah, types I, of issues. I, right? I, I got encouraged to read Job because of this. And then I'm just like, man, th- those friends were doing good for so long. And then, <laughs> and then it just crumbled around them. And, Oh man, like I, I know Job is going through a lot, but my goodness, do you need 46 chapters yeah. to, to, to complain, man? Yeah. So that's, that's one yeah. way to try to, you know, how do I get it in? Well, you can make it a special deal and teach it that way or preach on it or, uh, or uh, have a special class on a Wednesday night or maybe even a Sunday evening or Sunday school, life group, whatever you call your adult, you mm-hmm. know, or even high school teaching. Or you can incorporate it into a, you know, a sermon series or something like that. Right, yeah. Yeah, so be, be kind of that, that traveling apologist and you can point <laughs> to our, our videos as well. If, if, if I mean, you're not spending the amount of time that we did on Greg Kokel's book. You're doing like one or two kind of hitting the main points you're you're kind of um uh introducing the ideas uh, the, the main points uh, and and um maybe uh role play within within that uh confines or you're saying um what are some of the things that uh you experience out in the world let's talk about that within the confines of, of this text so so having having that set aside and having um that sanctification process because as pastors as uh elders as as um, people that uh, are encouraging people in the church. One one of the things that we want, uh, 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 including with sound doctrine, exegesis, sanctification, morality, is going to to preach the gospel. And your um, preaching the gospel isn't isn't a a, 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 a new uh, exposure to people. People kind of know what Christianity is for the most part, and they're going to come at your congregants or or you or whoever it might be with certain ideas or questions or uh, responses. And so you kind of um, kind of collecting those and saying, okay, if, if someone were to say this about, well, you know, isn't just Jesus one of many gods, uh, you know, that's the process you're already doing of apologetics. It doesn't have to be this great big, you know, okay, um, from, from the year zero to the year <laughs> 2000, here's, here's how people... Uh, traditionally held to apologetic views. And I mean, there are good books for that if, if you want to follow that and, and, and everything. But for the most part, uh, I mean, the, the command is to be ready mm-hmm. to give an excuse. Uh, uh, there's your apologetics yeah, for the defense. reason that you have. Yeah. yeah for, yeah. for the reason that you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's not, that. there's no, there's no um, office of apologist. <laughs> uh, that, that's everybody. That's that. That, that, that's, that's yeah. the Christian. The Christian is, to be ready. And even, even if you don't, if, if they don't know the answer, um, 
you know that, that you can that, say that right? yeah right it's, yeah it's okay to that, say that, i don't that's know that's one the of the things right? that greg kokel brought, brought up in his book is you know if you don't but know i can look it up and get yeah. back with you right, right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tr- tr- tread on the goodwill understand that a lot of times you're not just interacting with you know the hard-nosed atheist that is shaking his fist at you and saying you know you, you guys killed more people in the the, the crusades than anybody <laughs> well, okay um and, and on the opposite end uh, too, is that I, th- I think we've um, put these ideas in the in the in the background to deal too much with things that we think is important because people are, are approaching the Bible and, and and coming to church and they see, okay, uh, here it's, here there's a, a, a verse missing in in Mark. Where did that verse go? Oh, it's in the bottom. Well, I wonder why it's there. Why, why, why is it not included mm-hmm. with, within, within that? Or in First uh, uh, John, I believe it is, um, there are three in heaven that testify, the, the Father, the, 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 uh, the blood, and the Spirit. Why, why, why is there a note next to that? So the Bibles that are being printed, the study Bibles, address it within, within there. Mm-hmm. And so people pr- are probably approaching the Bible um, that you're that you're studying about the longer ending of Mark. What you know? Do you teach it? Do you not teach it? If you're doing that study, then other people are probably noticing it as well. So, oh, do I? Do, is my pastor going to preach on the longer ending of Mark, or is he going to talk about it? Well, if he doesn't talk about it, there, you know, do do, do other people um, know that uh, that there's questions about that? And if if they run into somebody out in the world that says. You know, oh, um, you you want me to come to um, Christianity Explored, where you go over the the Gospel of Mark in in a in a kind of five week pr- program? They say, well, you know, don't you know the longer ending of Mark? Uh, it was thrown all over the Bible, and we know it's not original. So, you're equipping your congregants, your your fellow church members, wh- whoever you might be in the scenario, with a, a quick answer for that. So, is so uh, that's that's part of what you're you should make part of your, your study with that is, is understanding that the questions are already out there. They're already being asked and especially more now. So in the world, you're not, you know, the, 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 the message of the cross is there, you know, you can kind of formulate it, but it's when you're addressing people from different religious backgrounds or different, you know, people who have understanding that there's no such thing as objective truth. And so you, if you're not dealing with that, within the confines of the church, you are missing part of the, the whole um, sound doctrine part of it. As, as you're rightfully saying, the church should address sound doctrine, exegesis, sanctification, morality. Uh, that's included in this. So yeah. people, yes. people By are addressing, to Yeah, it's, so addressing sound doctrine to a certain mm-hmm. extent is doing apologetics, right? Right. It's, it's especially if you're you know, looking to correct uh, error and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think one of the things too is is people that approach this with, um, well, I don't really like theology, or I don't really like that that philosophy stuff. And you know, I I, I get it. It's the way that it's couched and taught, though. It's okay. Well, you understand, um, God, the Godhead is is a Trinity, right? Well, I mean, how, how do you how do you approach that subject? And I think we see the 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 lessening of teaching that type of hard subject that people claim not to want to know. And we appeal to kind of to the lowest common denominator or the loudest voices that say, I don't want to learn this. And then we have to go 
for, you know, uh, uh, years within the confines of, of recent church memory of going, okay, well, th- there are three gods, right? And it's like the, the yolk and, and here's mm-hmm. the eggshell. It's like, no, that, that's, that's actually a heresy. But if we, if we can't go to members and say, okay, can you explain the, to the Trinity um, uh, to, to, to become a member of this church without falling into heresy, then I think we're kind of doing a disservice there. And so, you know, I th- that's a lot to ask. I mean, yeah. Can you explain the Trinity in two sentences? I'll give you three. Yeah. I'll give you three, you know, tr- try the tr- yeah. Trinity. So, so I, I think we, we've, we've kind of the American church at least has, has been teaching like that. And we are seeing the effects of that. And we're seeing, the, the, the weird stuff coming in and overtaking that. If you were to have somebody like a Joseph Smith come in and say, you know, there's this pantheon of gods out there. We only care about, you know, um, Father Yahweh here and or Jehovah, and, uh, um, you know, uh, we can be like him. Well, okay, I mean, you know, that sounds wrong, but where do I go for that? Can I can I uh, go through for, uh, John 1 and, and bring out, the 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 preexistence of the son, the triune aspect, the 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 father existing in equality with the son. Can 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 I as as normal Christian uh, understand that? A- am I being equipped for that? And so, if if you're if you're not going to spend any time in one John addressing those things, then slow down some. Talk about that. It doesn't have to be this. Well, there's a textual variant here, and so we're going to pause for a two-week message on textual variants. Just incorporate that. Mm-hmm. Start incorporating that into your messages. Or um, uh, one of the things that that uh, you could do is crowdsource it. You know, uh, hey, I'm going to be teaching on John one. Uh, elders, deacons, the nerdy kids in the back who I, I I know because they're always bringing me questions that are really hard to answer. Um, go through this and see. Okay, uh, you know, uh, Bill, you know about textual variants. Go through it and, and bring me notes about that. Uh, Steve, you know, uh, um, kind of uh, the the cult aspect to it, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a full on message on. Okay, when approaching Mormons, you know, here's what we do over the course of three weeks. We're going to break this down. Mm-hmm. Or, that, or actually, yeah. let Bill or Joe or whoever uh, have a you know a teaching session on it. Yeah, right? you don't have to. Obviously, you don't have to do everything yourself. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. De- delegated. Yeah. But you, but you can incorporate those 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 moments within your message. You can talk about, uh, you know, oh, he, uh, he, uh, and, and Luke here at, at the cross, Jesus is is forgiving, forgiven, Father, for they know not what they do. There's actually a, a weird textual variant here that uh, that. Um, um, is is difficult and you address it because somebody might be exposed to that and if you if you're exposing them it's 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 like how we uh, how we deal with our children when um we teach them in the home setting right are you going to let the world say well you know the 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 homosexuality and transgender movements they're icky so i'm just gonna just gonna wait until until they're exposed to it and then and then they'll bring their questions to me Children aren't probably going to do that. <laughs> if you address it in a, in a safe setting, in a confined setting, addressing it through the Christian worldview, then you have you have the leg up. You're able to to say, okay, here's here's both sides. Here's here's what is going to come to you. Here's how to uh, to the, here's the, the the biblical Christian worldview response to it, and you let them ask the questions within within that. You're just doing that in a church setting there. 
But I think we kind of need to stop saying, well, you know, I have, I have a bunch of women. Women, women don't want theology. Women want uh, practical application. Well, okay, but where is your practical application grounded in? And, and we see it here in, in What About Evil book is if we're not grounding it in the character and nature of God, then we're just, we're going to get into the, to the philosophical weeds where we might be outside the bounds of Scripture and not really know it because it works or it's really useful <coughs> or it, it's, it stops the, the people from, from um, you know, uh, pointing and saying, ha, here's, here's where you made a, a mistake because you relied too much on God. Well, that's that's what we're we're called to do. So, so I think we we kind of need to stop letting people off the hook and start encouraging them to dig deeper and not just have a, a kind of a, a, a what about me type approach when they come to church. It should be uh, teaching the whole counsel of God. And one of those things is how to address it to the world. You know, you see Paul going out to the synagogues and then to to the to the streets and then to to um, uh, the learned people as well, uh, ad- addressing the gospel. He had to be ready to explain. The Bereans were ready to open their scriptures up and check Paul. And, and you know, how many messages once you get to that Berean passage where you're mm-hmm. like, we should all be Bereans. Well, this is one of the ways to be Berean is to understand that there are uh, um, uh, people that say, oh, you know, here, here's two visions of Paul and they don't make any sense. Well, address it really quick, especially pull in the Greek. Talk about why the Greek is important. Talk about why just... You know, you're throwing out Greek terms every once in a while, you know. Oh, did you know, like, uh, the, the the word heart here is splanknoid was actually the guts of it. And that's how we, 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 uh, they referred to it back then that they thought your feelings reside in, in your guts. Well, you know, other than, oh, that's a nice story. What, you know, why is that important? Because you're bringing in what was thought at the time, uh, what the original audience heard, all these things that you're already doing when you, when you're teaching, you're, you're, you're just bringing in kind of a, a, another layer. And, you know, I understand, like, I don't feel particularly equipped to deal with apologetic questions, but you're already doing that within the confines of your study uh, for a pastor. Or if you're getting ready to teach a small group, same thing, you know, uh, um, uh, have a, have a, a pre question answer. So you're not, you're not having to sit on the hot seat, you know, you're, you're, you're not uh, uh, facing the firing squad, say, Okay, uh, what are some of the common objections you've heard to whatever it is that you're you're teaching on? Have them write it down, and then take the next uh, class period to to address those things. Congratulations, you're doing apologetics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, so there's a couple reasons why it seems to me anyway that people don't witness as they should, right? Either because they are, well, mainly it's fear. I think is one of the main reasons, right? People are afraid that they either will look silly like some crazed, you know, Christian that's out there and that sort of thing, or their fear that somebody might ask them a question that they don't know the answer to, Mm -hmm. and now they're embarrassed, right? And so, um, you know, looking as the crazed Christian, well, you know, I mean, sometimes we'll have to do that, right? <laughs> But having answers, I mean, you know, Peter tells us we need to be able to defend our positions, mm-hmm. right? And so um, uh, the more that we can help people to have answers for their uh, positions and why they hold to them, uh, the more confidence they can have in their witnessing. We're commanded to make disciples. We're commanded to go, Right. And, uh, and so, um, uh, and so if we can help people to 
have more confidence that way, then they are uh, more likely to witness to their friends and family and, and, and folks that they meet. Right. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you're encouraging people to, oh, go, you know, go out to your neighbor, your own neighborhood. Well, my neighborhood is, is uh, filled with uh, primarily uh, Muslim men. And I keep getting this question of, uh, show me in the Bible where it says that, that, uh, that God, uh, that Jesus said, I am God, worship me. That's a very common one. If, if, someone's having that, then obviously as, as, as a individual Christian, they should also be seeking out the answer. It's not, it's not on the, the, uh, the, the pastor only or the, the elders only or that church only to, to, to do that. But, um, okay. I've, I've heard this question a number of times. Let me do the research. But if, if you know, uh, like your church or our church, uh, tends to be in, uh, area where we're kind of surrounded by, um, um, Muslim people, and where you might interact with the community, then that's something that we should be able to teach on and also an encouragement to, um, to, to go and witness. And also that that's an important question. You know, it, it, do, do we believe that uh, Jesus is God? Yes. Can you show that in scripture? Again, that's what we're always going back to. And then uh, you can kind of break it down and say, okay, why is that being said? Why is that important? You don't need to know, like, oh, Ahmed Didat, uh, back in the day, he had this question that stumped Christians forever until, you know, the, the almighty James White came came through and, <laughs> and preached on the on the door, on the on the very place where the Muslim prayers are held, and he, he struck down that question for all time. Well, no, you're just incorporating that in, into your teaching and your understanding, you know, who, who your audience is. It, it's, it's the same way that, that Paul wrote his letters. He, he's addressing the... the the f- fundamental questions that the, the people have or are experiencing. I mean, look at first and second Corinthians, you know, the, 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 Hey, uh, you're, you're doing very wrong things, very sexual, immoral things. Here's what not to do. And then here's how the church can come along and, and help with that. I mean, that's apologetics. Apologetics doesn't have to be this, you know, modus ponum or, or, you know, if, if, if then a, yeah. 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 And, and, you know, not everyone that has to That stuff up. will help. Right. And if it's you know nice. that, that's yeah. good. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, it's really, from my perspective, kind of a branch of theology, really. Right? And, yeah. and you're teaching, uh, you know, theological concepts. So, and so that folks understand exactly what they believe. Right? Yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's a, um, a, a means to an end. Apologetics isn't, isn't, First of all, uh, if you're wanting to sound smart, you'll—it's uh, the, uh, the the Star Wars uh, episode one. Uh, there's always a bigger fish. You know, <laughs> no matter how smart you think you are, you're always going to find someone that knows something that you don't, and be humble by that, and ex- expect it, and be okay with that. Um, you know, it, uh, for 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 not living in a, a in a, a shame culture that we've done away with all shame. Um, we seem to be really bad at saying, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me make something up on the spot. Um, yeah, don't do that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's heresy. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, you know, you're not going into to, to, to do battle in that way. Your uh, apologetics is, is there to um, kind of... Um, um, make you more rounded and grounded. It's, it's looking at things and saying, okay, what is, what is the Christian worldview uh, view of war? Uh, and, and, you know, uh, when, when nine 11 happened, why were the churches filled? And then why did they empty afterwards? Why did new atheism rise after nine 11? 
why 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 wasn't why wasn't the church prepared or um I, I think back if, if, if you're old enough uh, uh, to understand the Da Vinci Code, there was so many questions. There was there were there were main areas in in throughout the country where pastors took the time to stop, pause, have to go read that terribly written book, terribly written book, so bad. <laughs> Oprah, you're you're the worst thing that happened to Christianity because you made me read uh, Da Vinci Code, um, and and have to address well was Jesus married. Now that's a very uh, niche uh, um, uh, idea. Uh, you know, it was in, in a book. Uh, one, uh, I always forget. It's it's like one one body, one blood, something like that. They tried to sue Dan Brown, but uh, uh, lost. And so uh, the church was unable to have answers like, uh, you know, what what happened at the Council of Nicaea? Did did they did they throw out the the small version of people that said? Um, uh, you know, no, Jesus isn't God. He's just a, a merry guy, and we we walked with them in favor of the the might of Rome coming down, and we uh, we addressed that in uh, um, uh, uh, was it um, Kostenberger's book, right. and 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 that's available too. But in that one, we did it in four minutes, so you don't even have to spend that much time. Now you can have a, a period where you're like, all right, we're going to read Da Vinci Code or the the Cliff Notes version and address each and every fallacy within the book. But if you're just going through and you kind of know, okay, what, what is the world talking about right now? And you're, you're incorporating that into your, your discussion. You, we won't be sidelined with things like the gay Christian uh, movement. Uh, you can be gay and Christian. You can be, you know, a, 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 an atheist and a Christian. Canada had, had a, a female pastor there's a contradiction in terms right there, but a female pastor who claims to be an atheist. And so, okay, how is that allowed to happen? Well, clearly you can't save every church, but you know, this is coming from a solid place of wanting to teach the whole council of God. And so you're going to have to be dealing with things like uh, critical race theory and, and you have to do it without the pizzazz because that's where you get into the, well, uh, critical race theory says that you're, you're, all condemned people for for uh, slavery and and uh, you should um, literally whip yourself. Okay, we can talk about those in hyperbolic terms, but if you're not presenting what's the normal person that's that's uh, you're going to be interacting with and say, well, why is this the incorrect outlook when it comes to Christianity? Christianity is just a, a white man's religion. Is I mean, is it? <laughs> if it is, okay, let let's own it and let's talk about it and let's put it in the proper context. But you're preparing your your congregants to go out into the world, and one of those out into and the world face things, the things is, that they have to deal with. Right, right. Yeah. right. I, I look at uh, you know uh, Pilgrim's Progress with with uh, facing Vanity Fair that the, the Christian and, and his friends had to had to face the this entire onslaught where. If you said uh, uh, I'm not going to take part in your uh, games. You were going against what uh, they said, and they, they were condemned to die. And so, um, you know, that's that's a I think a strong visualization of, of what is going to happen in in um, in the world that your congregants are facing. So, yeah, slow down, crowdsource it. It doesn't always have to be about you. We would say that, um, like, uh, would Bart Ehrman be a name if uh, if Christians understood textual variants or alleged contradictions? Would would he be as popular if I mean that that's that was one of his rise of popularity was he's saying what what we've never heard before. Did you know 
the original Testament, the New Testament wasn't written in English. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is crazy. I've never heard such things before. Uh, would Christopher Hitchens, Hitchens be a name if we knew about the Christian worldview and how to answer the challenge that, well, God isn't good. Oh, hold on. What do you mean by good? And by what standard do you, do you derive goodness from? How can you call God not good? Well, here's all these examples. Well, okay. Let's take a step back and say, what do you mean by good? And so we're, we're being forced to confront the Bart Ehrmans, the Christopher Hitchens, the Sam Harris's, uh, the, 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 the world is all an illusion. Elon Musk, the richest person in the world, making Tesla. We love him because he's shooting rockets up into space, going to give us free Wi-Fi. How, how, is he, how is he incorrect? And how do we deal with someone who listens to that? Uh, Jordan Peterson is a very popular person right now, and he's bringing union uh, 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 um, philosophy into um, uh, biblical topics, and he's doing a really good job of bringing people to this, uh, what we're actually going to be covering in chapter 10 of our book here, this kind of meta-narrative of stories and how um, that feeds in, into the world. So he, he identifies himself as a Christian. And so all these people are coming to, to Christianity through him with this understanding of, well, I don't need to really believe that Jesus rose from the dead. This is kind of just like a, marin, a meta-narrative story that uh, informs kind of the human condition. It's all about humans here. And, and we saw this a little bit with... Um, with uh, uh, Dr. Lydia McGrew when we talked to her about people uh, kind of from our side wanting to build in these, well, you know, the, the, they're rearranging things for a holy purpose. Well, you know, it, there's nothing that says that you have to read a 800-page book to, to incorporate that into your, into your sermon and say there are some Christians that believe that, um, you know, uh, John is putting uh, Jesus' death at, on a on a Friday because it 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 matches well. It it, it reads well uh, <laughs> theologically speaking, but here's how we can know it: and because it, it, there are other gospels that inform it. And and what is the Passover week? What is the Passover meal? Is it one meal, or is it just a a, 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 a normal um, idea of what the meals were over that week? Because uh, it's a special week, so. Those, those questions are already out there and you're just addressing it. Now you're not going to address everything, right? But you're, you're wanting to hit sound doctrine, exegesis, sanctification, morality, and you're just incorporating those parts because it's already out in the world. People are already facing it. And because we haven't addressed it, we're, we're still reacting. The, the, the church used to be out in front of all these things. They used to call things out. The, the worst thing that we had to deal with, er, you know, early was, you know, um, uh, drunkenness and, and, and people claiming to be Christians, but not really, you know, there, there wasn't, there wasn't, uh, uh, pop-ups of, of these types of, you know, it was, it was, um, different theologies interacting here, different theologies are interacting, but it's human theology that, um, we don't have the shared common value of, of, you know, kind of the Judeo-Christian, uh, worldview that is, that, um, brought us into, the industrial age, the scientific age that, that informed things like uh, the, the production of, of uh, different uh, scientific equipments or the looks at the universe. Uh, we're just giving that over. Uh, uh, arts and, and science is being just handed over to the other side. Uh, and uh, we, we get really mad when, when they come up with weird stuff. And now we have to backpedal and address it. Why aren't we out in front doing that? It's because we've softballed it and said, well, this is somebody else's problem. The, the apologist can handle this. If, if you want to know more, see 
other person. Mm-hmm. Other person doesn't really follow the sound doctrine that we thought he did. Oh, okay. Or, uh, you know, Ravi Zacharias, you, you follow a person, you, you say, oh, the, the RBI ministries, that, that's, that's the, the way to go. And then something upends it and then you go, oh, is everything that I knew was lying? Now you have to address that. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you're doing apologetics even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's as hard as sometimes we, we think it is. It's mainly answering questions, but uh, the, the basic idea of apologetics comes out of sharing the gospel, right? So mm-hmm. the, your first approach is always to share the gospel, not to try to convince somebody um, uh, about a particular apologetic issue, right? right? Yeah. You share the gospel in a scriptural fashion and let the scriptures do the work for you is the, is the, is the I think, the initial thing that you want to do. And then as questions come up, what you can answer them if you know them. If you don't, then you say you don't and say, but I'll get back with you, and then you get back with the person, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think sometimes we make it harder than really what it, what it is. Right. Yeah, and uh, th- I mean, there are just a ton of resources, yes, out there, and uh, good uh, apologetics uh, or uh, things like church history. Uh, going through uh, uh, Revive Thought Studios, uh, who we both have uh, read for, just understanding how many, how many uh, false uh, theological assumptions or just bad uh, teaching is addressed within church history that we're just coming up with clever ideas and, and names for now to, to, to address what, you know, uh, was a, a fourth century heresy that has already been uh, um, overtaken. Uh, yeah. And and so it's, it's, you know, it's, you still have to do the work. You can't just go, oh, fourth century, uh, you know, this, this church council declared it a heresy. Why? You know, why, 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 why is uh, the, the, the nature of man and God within uh, the, the, the body of Christ not a mixture? And why is that important? You, I, I think you're already doing that. And by not doing that, we, I, you know, I've, I've missed out on a lot and had to play catch up with things like in, in church history and understanding, oh, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good stuff here. It's not just we're much smarter than people because I have a, a tablet in front of me. Look at, look at all the things I can access. I can tell you the Greek and what, what uh, you know, what uh, version uh, that, uh, whatever manuscript that, that you want in. But then I, I can't tell you, um, okay, well, uh, is, is, uh, is Jesus the same today as he was uh, when he walked the earth? Okay, well, you know, but does that matter? Uh, I mean, it does for some people. So uh, Jesus has a body and he's up in heaven right now. What does that mean? And why is that important? Well, the Bible actually addresses that too. And so you're, you're, part, part of this sound doctrine is apologetics. Part of exegesis is apologetics. Part of sanctification and morality is apologetics. We just have to not think of it as a separate entity, but that you're bringing it in. And, and, and knowing that there are kind of um, uh, different areas, uh, you know, uh, um, contradictions or, or textual variants or, or just uh, different worldviews that are out there that you, you're addressing. You can just address within a couple sentences here or there, and then you know, your, your, your nerds of the church can, can, <laughs> can, uh, can, can teach it. Yeah. So, it. Yeah. You know, you, you can point them out if, if you're in the small church, Steve over there or Patrick over there, he, he really knows his things. And so then Patrick goes, man, I really better know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll crack open the books even more. 
So hopefully uh, that's uh, that's been helpful, not just from a pastor perspective, but you know, like I said, if you're thinking of starting your own um, church teaching, you know, you don't have to do what we do. You can you can uh, go through uh, what uh, Tony was talking about of just taking a portion of passage and, and saying, okay, what's what's the main idea that uh, the the author is is deriving here from? Uh, go, go through Philemon and talk about critical race theory. Uh, the, there is to talk about slavery. What's being addressed? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where else does Paul talk about slavery and 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 um, how how one should respond? L- let's look at the Old Testament and see. You know, is the evil Old Testament just allowing slavery left and right, and there's nothing that could be done, and you could just own whoever you wanted and kill them and uh, leave them in the dirt for your fertilizer, and they're being a good help too? <laughs> or is there is there more to it? And again. How many times have you heard the Old Testament is evil because it, it allows slavery and you're just a, a you know a cult religion? The questions are already out there. Now you have to go and find the answer. And what better place? Like if your children came into you and said uh, somebody at school was talking about having two moms. Congratulations, you're now in the in the midst of apologetics. <laughs> but a church is the place where we can have the safe space. Uh, you know, to to address those uh, important topics and things that we'll experience out in the world anyways. And so we want to do things within the confines of Scripture with the understanding of Christian worldview and presenting not just our side but the other side too uh, in, a, a, in an equal light so that we're not um, uh, allowing for the, the politics to to uh, froth to the, to the top and we're actually getting to the true ideas and understand that you know, if you interact with someone who uh, has this idea of uh, th- there's no such thing as objective truth, you might not walk away from that encounter with a, a good feeling of of them understanding you. And and here's the reason why you're already you're already doing that within within that scope there too. So okay, hopefully that uh, answers the question. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, if you would like to uh, get back uh, with us or ask any other questions. Uh, feel free to do so in uh, the comment section when I check. Or if you go to cavetothecross.com, uh, you can see the contact there and uh, shoot us an email that way. So uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll continue next time with uh, What About Evil? See you next time.